What's going on gamers? Welcome back to The Graveyard. I'm The Graveyard Gamer and thank you for joining me for this episode of Graveyard Gaming. Now in this week's episode I want to talk about Marvel Midnight Suns and that gameplay trailer. Now if you remember last week coming out of Gamescom, Marvel Midnight Suns was one of my most excited for announcements but I was a little bit worried. See I didn't really know was it going to play like XCOM and be that tactical based gameplay. I don't know that I would like that style. Well, this week we actually saw what it was, and it's actually card-based. So how did I feel about that? Has that kind of lessened my excitement for it or improved it? Also, a lot of game publications have actually got a hands-on Far Cry 6, and they've had some impressions out there, and I want to talk about those impressions. Then we'll talk about my graveyard shift. I've played a couple of cool games this week I want to talk about, and then it is time for the graveyard shout-out of the month. So with that being said, gamers, what did I think about Marvel Midnight Suns? card base gameplay so gamers how did i feel about marvel midnight sun's game card base system i'm not gonna lie i was a little bit worried i really do wish that gameplay trailer had been a little bit more extended what we saw is snippets of the system used i would rather see an entire battle but there's more to come on that and the reason i say that is i don't think card based gameplay is something that the average gamer is going to have a lot of experience with, especially one that's drawn to a massive property like Marvel. Now, I'm not saying card-based gaming can't be involved in this, but when you think of something like Marvel and the way this game looks, a lot of eyes are going to be on it, but they might not know what a card-based system is. However, let me break that down as best as I can from the gameplay that we saw, and ultimately, before you go into battle, you're going to get three cards. That They say that the deck will be shuffled every time, so you're not going to pick which actions you want to perform. So when you go out there, and let's say you're controlling the Hunter, who is your created character, Doctor Strange and Wolverine. Well, it's kind of turn-based, so it's going to be played in different terms. And say as Wolverine, you have a chance to do one move, and it's a knockback move. So you're going to take a little bit of health off, but it's going to knock that enemy back. And that's what you'll do. You'll play that card. You'll see Wolverine go up. He'll attack that enemy. They'll go flying back. Now... What made me really dig this was how you can line these things up. So Wolverine sat there and he had that knockback and the developers did it. So when it knocked it back, they were shifting it. So it knocked the enemy into an explosive barrel and that caused even more damage. What's really cool is they showed Captain Marvel and she did one where she hit an enemy and it bounced into the next enemy. into the next. It was like a four hit damage meter and I thought that was really well done. Developers have said this could be a lengthy game, and honestly, with that style of gameplay, I could see that because you're going to have to really think smart. That's where the tactical part of this game comes into is what card, based on the ones that you have in front of you, is the best to use in that situation. Potentially, how could you set it up to have lasting effects? Maybe you take this enemy out, but they're going to ricochet into this one, or by hitting them over in this area, that sets up your other character to attack them as well. I'm actually very interested in this. The more I watched it, I watched that trailer twice, and the more I said, man, this could actually be really cool. And what I ultimately did was my brain kind of rationalized it as more of thinking of it as a turn-based system. And sure, this deck of cards, like I said, they're supposed to be random before every mission, but to me, the flow of the combat honestly just looks like these other turn-based combat games that I have played over the last couple of years, uh, namely South Park Stick of Truth and more recently, Persona 5. I mean, you're going to sit there, it's that turn base, you'll look at your list of options, and you'll decide which is the best for you. Uh, both of those games I have absolutely loved. You can hear me talk about Persona 5 a lot over the last few months. And it also kind of ties into with the second South Park game, The Fractured But Whole, that for years I didn't want to mess with non-real-time 
combat games. But those three games have really opened my eyes and made me go, okay, I'm actually okay with this. I'm okay with that critical thinking that has to go into this. So I'm excited to do this. Plus, developers are talking about how you can upgrade these attacks. And that has me very excited to see where you can take a simple attack and how far you can grow that, what it can turn into. I just think by the end of this game, you can have some awesome attacks, awesome cards to really play out of. The creating your own character is another feature I really want to see explained. Uh, first thing, let me just say that is awesome. But I really want to see how far and deep this customization goes because I'm not going to lie. The idea of making my avatar in a Marvel game fighting alongside Wolverine is freaking awesome. Plus, they talk about interacting with the rest of the Midnight Suns, Doctor Strange, Iron Man, Captain America in your base. I gotta admit, that sounds awesome. And while yes, the combat is completely different, it sort of has me thinking of like a new Marvel Ultimate Alliance game in the fact of like Ultimate Alliance or X-Men Legends before it, you can walk around in your base and get to know the characters, talk with them, but it seems like this is really going to build on to, again, that battle system and the cards and what you can do and the different teammate moves you might be able to pull off. So I'm very excited to see more about this game. I mentioned the lack of detail in the gameplay video. Now, don't get me wrong, you can watch it and you can see it in action, but again, it's snippets. I want to see how this game plays out from the beginning of a mission through at least one battle. And coming up this week, we're actually going to get to see that because they're going to have a video. It's entitled The Hunter and Wolverine Take Down Sabretooth. So I'm, I'm so excited to see how this works because I want to know how a mission plays out. Like I want to know, are we controlling in real time when you're running between enemies? You know, like the start of the mission, are you just kind of pushing forward in the analog stick and your character's running around, maybe you get time to explore, maybe you break crates, maybe you find collectibles, whatever it may be. And then I want to see from start to finish an entire battle play out. I want to see what that flow is. Like how many attacks does it take? What does it look like when the enemy attacks you? I want to see all that put together because the only experience I have with a card-based system is Metal Gear Solid Acid from the original PSP. My understanding is this game doesn't look like it's as in-depth and as taxing, honestly, as Acid was. I couldn't get into Acid. I mean, Acid, you had to play a card to move forward, move left to right, and that was before you even got into a fight. So I don't think this game is going to be that drastic. But again, that's why I really want to watch that video to let me see how just the gameplay fully is. I can't wait to see that. But ultimately, last week, gamers, I told you I was on the fence about this game. Is it something I was going to be excited about? Is it that XCOM style that was going to make me go, ugh? Well, I gotta be honest, it's not the XCOM style. It's a completely different way. But gamers, I'm telling you this week, I'm excited to learn more about this game. And ultimately, I am excited to play Marvel Midnight Suns. So gamers, a lot of publications, they got a hands-on with Far Cry 6 this week. And from several I've read, I'm not gonna lie. They're not exactly encouraged. However, I'm not discouraged as well. What I mean by that is nothing really stood up to like hype me up. Like, oh, this game is gonna be so amazing, so much more than the previous games. But nothing also made me say, eh, that sounds like it's going to be bad. Now, it seems like the biggest difference going on in this game is that the fact that there isn't a skill tree, which in all honesty, I'm fine with because the skill tree has been almost identical since Far Cry 3. Far Cry 3, 4, Primal 5, they all look the same. I mean, it was you all had to build up the attack to chain enemies together, to chain the assassination for the big guys together. It seems like it's going to be different here. It's more loot-based. So, for example, the normal skill you would get for quickly upgrading a vehicle or repairing a vehicle is actually going to be based on the pants you wear. Now, that's something nobody said about. I want to know, are the vehicles 
better driving in this game because they are not that great in any of the previous Far Cry games. Now they did also say a few other mechanics that were in Far Cry New Dawn are back as well, like the enemies using a health bar, which to me led to bullet sponges because hey, I don't mind you know taking a few hits to take an enemy down. That's that's fine. I do have a problem when I have to hit like six headshots. Like to me, a headshot is just kind of like one of those like if you can pull a headshot off in a game, that's a game over for them. But I'm just hoping that they kind of find a way to fine tune that to make it fair, to make it balanced. Now most previews point out that this is still very much Far Cry, and honestly. I'm a, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, just evolve it kind of guy. Which means, sure, nothing in the previews blew my mind, but I do like the idea that this game is going to feel different in a way. Look, I thoroughly enjoyed New Dawn. Check out my review. I'm excited to play this. I'm excited for these new changes. New Dawn, if it did anything, is it kind of evolved what we had going on in Far Cry. Now let me just also say that these previews did point out two big highlights for me, and that is that the story seems to be taking itself seriously. I love that because Far Cry as a series has been overlooked in terms of how great the stories are. Yes, the villains always steal the show, it looks like it's going to happen here as well, but what people always overlook that is there's more than just the villain. There is a great story. Far Cry 3 had that awesome, you know, rich boy who's stuck on this island and he has to become a survivor. Far Cry 4 had so, it was so deep, guys. If you missed some of the hidden messages in Far Cry 4 about who Pagan Min was in relations to the character you played as, in relations to his family, oh, it was so deep. Plus you had the two siblings who wanted to rule the country in different ways. Far Cry 5 had such a massive story going on about a cult, but what's going on in the real world that if you weren't paying attention, it just kind of came out of nowhere. I'm excited that this story is actually seemingly taking itself serious because maybe more people will pay attention when they start talking about these deeper ideas of what a revolution means. Because one of the exchanges I read basically said, hey, the person that might become president, they're going to be assassinated in six months. We're looking at generations of change and struggle to get Yara where it needs to go. So this is going to be pretty deep, pretty complex, probably pretty political as well. I'm excited to see what they do with that. And the second thing is I am excited for Yara itself. I have said for years that Far Cry has the best gaming world and the size of this country, the density of it, and the variety of its lands have me so excited to fully explore this game. Here's my other question. What did these previewers do in six hours? Because I'm going to tell you what I do in the first six hours of gameplay. Once the game kind of says, okay, you're on your own, go with it. I go balls to the wall in action just to get a feel for it. Because Far Cry has such amazing combat. Oh, I can't wait to just jump in there and just go crazy with it. And then there's my classic convoy bombing. I love setting up bombs to just kind of trap a convoy as you blow up the first and the last. And then it's just a matter of just taking out the rest and getting all the supplies. So... I am so excited for it. Far Cry 6, no matter what these previews have said, it is still one of my most wanted games this season. So, gamers, again, I'm excited. I hope you guys are. And I hope if you read them, you were like, eh, I hope you kind of read between the lines of, this is going to be pretty cool. So gamers, what have I been doing on the graveyard ship? Well, I've actually focused on three games. I spent a lot of time in Okinawa on Yakuza 3. At this point, I'm actually about to start Chapter 4. However, I'm dragging my feet because I wanted to do all the available sub-stories that were available to me in this chapter. I've missed one, and that is opening Locker 44, because you have to do it at night. And honestly, while I was playing through this chapter, I kept really focusing on trying to find the key for Locker 44. I didn't realize... 
it was kind of one of those things that when you went to it at night, it would just activate on its own. So that's the one that I've, I've missed out on. But I'm pretty sure at some point I'm going to be back in Okinawa at night so I can handle it. Because the game doesn't have a day-night cycle. It's not one of those things. Each chapter and each time you're in the area is going to kind of flow at a certain time for the story missions. Now, the other night, to complete one sub-story, I spent three hours at a cabaret club. You have to get a hostess to number one. I'll be honest, the cabaret club is not like in Zero and in Kiwami 2. I was absolutely addicted to Kiwami 2, and I really did enjoy it in Zero. This one is more about taking one hostess, dressing her up, training her in the right way, and putting her out on the floor and getting her to make a lot of sales and get people interested. And like I said, it took three hours to get her to number one to complete that sub-story. Now, I know that there are four other girls. You only need to complete the one to complete the sub-story for the game. There's just four other girls in the game that you can do this with that will eventually reward you with a big chunk of money. Personally, I don't know if I'm going to go that route or not. Uh... It was kind of fun. The problem is the game doesn't give you any hints. Like, yeah, you might walk around the floor and you see people saying, hey, I want a gorgeous girl. I need a girl, gorgeous girl. Gorgeous, gorgeous. So you're like, all right, cool. Let me dress her gorgeously. However, outside of a maybe one dress and one earring, all the other options you really don't know, like makeup and accessories. I had to go online and look at a guide, and most of the guides were from people that were trying to translate Japanese guides. Like the the game really doesn't help you in that, so I can't swear that I will be jumping back into this, but again, you know, it wasn't a bad time. It just, three hours was a lot for that one sub-story. The other game I started was Sackboy, A Big Adventure. I have to say, I have really fallen in love with action platformers over the last year, between Ratchet and Clank, Jack and Dexter, and now this. Hulk and Yoda and I have been talking about platformers a lot lately, and you guys should check out his podcast, Lost at Sea Gaming. It's right here on Anchor. He's been playing through Sly Cooper, Thieves in Time on his PS Vita, so he'll kind of give you an update of what he's experienced and how he's enjoying that game as well, especially if you've kind of been like myself, and like he had before he started playing this, we missed out on Sly Cooper. He's going to give you the update on just how good that game is. But as somebody who never played Little Big Planet, I got to play this, and it's been a ton of fun. I love the creativity in how the world looks. This isn't like Little Big Planet where you're going to create your own world and stuff. These are already made. It's just how they look is so cool. And then figuring out how to get from one place to another. Finding all the hidden things. I, all I can say about this game is I've completed about five levels. It's been an absolute blast. And finally, I was actually able to play through Marvel's Avengers War for Wakanda expansion. And I have to say, there were parts I enjoyed. There were other parts that I was just meh about. Overall, I enjoyed traveling around Wakanda. I thought your hub that you're in to kind of get to know everybody, go around talking to the different Avengers, I thought that was all pretty fun. And I felt like the actual Wakanda, when you're going through the levels, were just different than the rest of the biomes of the other games. I thought the story was really well done. I thought there were collectibles that you could find that really kind of flesh out the backstory as well. And I thought T'Challa and Suri were well done and the way their characters were implemented. However, I have to say that I wasn't a huge fan of Chris Judge's take on Black Panther. But that also could be because of how great Chadwick Boseman was in the films that he played the character. And just his voice just resonates with Black Panther. However, let me just say that the combat could go from good to just flat out annoying. There was this enemy, whether it was drones or men, that would quote unquote disrupt you. And what that would do is your entire screen would pretty much go black except for a little bit right in the middle. This is a huge mistake, guys. This is overly frustrating and super annoying. Developers, please listen to this. There's never a reason to block a player's vision in games. That is the only thing a player can do 
is see what's on the screen and react to it. So when you take that away, it's just annoying. And I know that there's been different games doing it in different ways. It's almost always annoying. Uh, especially in this game because you could have so many enemies just attacking you from all over and you can't see crap. So I thought those sections when you fought those guys really sucked. Uh, the final boss sucked as well. I mean, there's just so many times that the entire screen is just blacked out and you can't really see what's going on. And that's mostly due to special effects. The other thing I felt too was Black Panther combos were cool. They were flashy, but they almost have this like aerobic reaction to him. And, and I get it, man. You know, he's very versatile and he can do these things, but... When you're hitting this combo and you're a couple swipes deep into it, taking this enemy out, and all of a sudden you start doing a flip and another guy comes up and you can't even block it because you're in this middle of this animation, uh, I, I didn't love that. I'm not going to lie. Uh, all in all, I will say that this is more of the same in the base game. Now, if you're somebody that loved the base game, I think overall you're going to really love this expansion well. If you're somebody like me and you enjoyed the story that was told in the base game, you kind of had your issues with combat and the way level design was implemented, it's going to be the same and honestly if you're somebody that didn't enjoy the base game this is not the reason to pick this game up like it's not going to change your mind but gamers it's time for the graveyard shout out of the month and today it's going to be metal gear solid ground zeros honestly guys this game has been in my time hop recently and you know what between that and the fact of playing through sniper elite 4 which my review is coming soon i promise this game has just been on my mind i remember thinking when this game came out that it was just a 30 dollar demo and while I still think $30 is a bit high, I mean, the main story can be completed in 45 minutes, honestly, maybe an hour and 15 your first time playing it, there is a ton of replay and different options to play through in this game. It's a lot of fun. It's amazing uh, the way it is built, the way that Hideo Kojima really kind of just let you go free in this small little world. I loved it. Uh, and you know what? There's just a lot of fun to be had there, and it just makes me go, man, this game and Metal Gear Solid Five are just such great installments in a great series, and unfortunately, a lot of the drama behind the development really kind of hampers what people think about these two games. Gamers, if you've never played Ground Zeroes or you've never played Metal Gear 5, I highly recommend picking up Metal Gear 5, the definitive edition, because it actually has Metal Gear Ground Zeroes packaged with it, and I'm telling you, you will absolutely love it. Well, gamers, I would love to know your thoughts on Marvel Midnight Suns. Are you excited about that card-based system? What's your thought on Far Cry? And what's your thought on my graveyard shift? With that being said, gamers, you can always find me at thegraveyardgamer@gmo.com and let me know what you're thinking. You can find me on Instagram at thegraveyardgamer or on Twitter at thegraveyardg. Till next time, I'll be creeping around the graveyard. Yeah.